Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 7th, 2018. Now, if you're old enough, you might remember what December 7th is in historical as an historical date. Anyways, I think every generation should be aware of the historical significance. Do you know? Well, December 7, 1941 was the day that will live in infamy. Remember that? Uh, I think it was Roosevelt. Because it was the day that marked the official start of World War II for the United States. December 7, 1941 was the date when the Japanese Navy attacked Pearl Harbor. The United States Navy in Pearl Harbor. Hawaii. Have you ever been to that memorial out there? It's pretty moving. Yeah, it's pretty moving. If you ever get to the Hawaiian Islands, you got to go there. Um, so I, I always remember seven seven because of that. Now, that's 77 years ago, by the way. And remember, that was Japan. Now, U.S. and Japan are the strongest of allies. Think about this. Germany, Japan, the United States. Three of the, lar- the three of the strongest economies in the world after World War II. After World War I, that wasn't the case. What changed? We changed. We decided to help them after the war. Instead of destroying them after, you know, in World War I, we took away every, from, uh, from Germany, we took every, we even took up railroad tracks and for reparations for the cost of the war. Didn't do that with the World War II. Pretty interesting, really. I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. If you're a regular listener to this program, you already know that our primary objective is to help you become a better investor, become above average investor. And of course, to do that, I try to give you and share my experience and try to give you insight and unbiased opinions on whatever financial questions you have that you can bring to the table. And of course, that means you drive the show. You do. So get ready to dial. 888-99-CHARTERS, our anytime listener line number. It's open all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can leave your questions on there or you can call live right now. We're live on Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. to 5 every day. Well, the market opened up this morning with a Dow 30 down about 60 points. And then it got weaker. So... The jobs report came out this morning. We'll talk about that in more detail. That was a little bit disappointing, but you know, in, in a way, that disappointment is actually good news, and I'll explain later. I really will. The labor market is still tight. We still have a very low unemployment rate, so we'll get to that. The arrest of a prominent Chinese telecom leader will not be helpful for trade negotiations. It could at least at some point have an effect on the market, or maybe in the minds of some traders, it already has. If tariffs tariffs escalate, it's safe to say that Apple might be in trouble because of the potential supply chain that it will interrupt. I mean, 
I think I, 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 what, two months ago, so a long time ago, I was talking about Apple and why they're not going to bring production back to the United States because they have like operate out of you know the production line to put the iPhone together. Pieces come from like seventy different countries and a hundred and something different companies, and all to be assembled there in China. And you know that's a that supply chain is very complex and convoluted, and it's not that easy just to move it. So we'll see. There's always plenty of park market news out every day, and I try to share what I think is the most interesting with you on the show here. And of course. Friday, today, is when we send out our KPP Premium Newsletter, and we'll, we'll go over a little bit of that, too. But first, let's take the time and um, answer a question on the listener line. 888-99-CHART is the number. Hello, Stephen Justin. This is Anthony from San Jose. I was wondering if you could recommend between dollar cost averaging and value averaging for something like uh, an S&P 500 tracking ETF or if you could recommend a different investing strategy for someone investing both in a tax-deferred account like a 401k and in a regular brokerage account. Thank you very much. Well, for most people, most people, dollar cost averaging is the way to go in a 401k, taking money out of your paycheck and just put it away in your 401k. Why? Even in the markets going down, even it's going sideways, even if in a bear market, still do it because you invest more money as the market goes down, the more shares you get of the mutual funds. So over long periods of time, that is the best way to do it. Now, when you get to closer and closer to retirement age, you may want to be a bit more cautious than that. But, you know, if you're in your 30s and 40s, you should just keep dollar cost averaging. That is the smartest way to do it. Because, you know, you don't have a huge chunk of money. We're investing small bits every paycheck. And that and that is a very sound way to go. Dollar cost averaging, everybody, means putting the same amount of money in the market every pay period or every so often, like every three weeks, every one week, once a month. Whatever it is, you put the same amount every time, every time. And what happens is the Prices of mutual funds, and usually that's the choices you get in, you know, 401ks and 403bs. Prices of mutual funds fluctuate up and down with the market prices. So they fluctuate. So when they're down, you're buying more shares of the fund. When they're up, you're buying less shares. And that's why you're dollar cost averaging the cost of your investments. It's a good way to do it, especially because it helps you become uh, disciplined. That, and that's really the hardest thing for most people to become disciplined to make sure they invest. Today's main talking point, behind the debt binge that now threatens markets. Not too many people are talking about it, writing about it, but there are issues here. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about government debt here either. I'm talking about corporate debt. Even though government debt, there's <laughs> a debt binge there too, but that's a whole different thing. There are 69 companies out there they have boosted their debt levels by 50% in the last five years. So should you be worried about it? So we're going to talk about that a little later today. And some of the other topics. Of course, we got to talk about the jobs report that came out today uh, for November. We every, every month it comes out once a month. And of course, I always talk about it because I think it's quite important. Um, what 
Do you know what the death cross is? I had a class on You know what death crosses are? That's where the 50-day moving averages follow falls down through the 200-day moving average. A shorter moving average and falling through a longer moving average. And that signals, uh, generally signals a bear market, even though we're not in bear market. But the Dow isn't there, but it's going to happen for the Dow. So what? What, what does it really mean? Should you react to it because of the death cross? Should you do something? What are the statistics? Should you get out when it crosses, the 50 crosses down through the 200, then when it crosses back up? By the way, the when it crosses back, that's called the golden cross. Death cross is when it crosses down the two, through the 200, the 50 moving average down through the 200, and the golden cross is when it passes back up through the 200-day moving average. So should you sell the death cross and buy the golden cross? Will that work? We'll talk about that. Uh, also, buying gift cards. You know, it's Christmas. You're out there going to be shopping this weekend. Buying gift cards that won't go won't go to waste. Did you know like a billion dollars a year in gift cards are wasted? Wasted. Not used. Wow. That's a lot. A billion dollars a year. Those are things I'm going to talk about today, but of course, you drive the show. What you want to talk about comes first. The Dow is down 559 points, a pretty big down day. The Nasdaq down 219, and the S&P down 63. The market has weakened, uh, and you're seeing it. Let's see. I think it's retesting those, those lows for the third time in the last two months. So um, I'm, what I'm doing, I'm pulling up charts right now, guys. Taking a look, I looked at them this morning. I just haven't had time. Yeah, they're testing those lows. Uh, uh, for the S&P 500, that is right around 2630, 2630, somewhere around there. It's been there right at the end of October. It fell down there from that October first initial collapse from a high. Then it went back up early part of November, and before the end of November, it retested that same low at 2630-something. Went back up, and now it, this week, it's retesting that low for a third time. That's considered a triple bottom. Triple bottom. If it can move back up the above the recent highs, that's that, uh, technically on a chart, that is a positive thing, but it has to do that. This is called a W pattern. When you look at the pattern, if you look at the chart, it makes a shape of a W. The bottom parts being the two bottoms, and now we have a third bottom. So it should not, it should not break below. If it breaks below, we don't know where we're going. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're headed into a quick one-minute break here. On the other side, we'll take your calls and. I will share experts from our KPP newsletter I sent out this morning. I write that thing every week. Every week. Our phone lines are open, so you can get a question in right now. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. The Christmas holiday will be here soon. As we continue through the final trading sessions of 2018, are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, you can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. 
The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So the newsletter goes out, the premium newsletter, KBB Premium Newsletter goes out every Friday, usually later in the morning. Uh, it takes me, you know, it takes me a number of hours during the week and hours this morning to finish it up and reread it about the fifth or sixth time. Uh, so I put that premium newsletter out and there's four sections of it. Uh, the first section is always about the market conditions for the week. And I explained that it was a shortened week because of the day of mourning for President Bush when he passed away. Um, and um, then about the strong reversal day, talked about that and the economic numbers that came out and how important or not important they are. And I, I mentioned, this is the first time I've mentioned this, that we might be in what we call a stealth bear market. Stealth. Meaning it's not very apparent. And why? Because, as I mentioned on the radio here, that there's a way more stocks in the S&P 500 that are down more than 20%. And that's the breakoff. When, when the indexes fall 20% or more, that's a bear market. Up, and, up until then, it's just a correction. Well, half the stocks have fallen in bear market territory. The other half haven't. And the overall S&P 500 only fell, what, about 11% or so? So it's not in, you know, it, the whole index isn't. You can't say you're in a bear market unless the index goes, index is in a bear market. That's why I call it a possible stealth bear market. That's in the portfolio, uh, man, uh, that's in the uh, market condition section. Then there's a portfolio management section out there. And I talked about the uh, uh, economic indicators and what they mean, and so on and so forth. There's a stock, a uh, couple of stock ideas I put in there. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's there's four sections, and it comes out every week, and they're brand new every week. And, you know, if you if you buy it, it's like it will give you a good snapshot of what's going on. Okay? One minute, guys. You are listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I believe that every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. A first step, a first step is building a more profitable investment strategy. You know, if if you want a quick calibration of your risk tolerance, we have a tool. It's a free online tool at investtalk.com called Riskalyze. It's a risk questionnaire. It's very short, but it gives you a risk score, and then we can talk about it. I can. You know, I can give you some information about it. Then we take a look at your portfolio. It's at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. From time to time, Steve Peasley travels to San Jose in Northern California to meet one-on-one -on -one with listeners that understand the value of receiving a free portfolio review. Well, listeners anywhere in the country can also get a no-cost Skype or telephone portfolio review consultation from Steve or Justin Klein by reaching out to them through investtalk.com. And now you've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here, ready with answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk about uh, the debt binge that has been going on the last five years. Now, 
it has actually been going on more than that, but the, in the last five years, it accelerated uh, to a certain extent for a certain number of companies, okay? And this is a report uh, done by Shannon Harrington and Sally Blackwell uh, and a couple others. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, and it's about corporate debt, corporate borrowing that increased 50% in the last five years. And as I was looking at the various companies, there's a lot of large debt carried out, uh, added to by Chinese companies. A lot. The, The largest are Chinese companies. Believe it or not, SoftBank is one of them. That's a Japanese company. That's one of the a very large, uh, a very large debt that they took on, 150 billion dollars, uh, up 327 <laughs> percent in the last five years. But what is this going to mean to us? Well, what's happening? Remember what happened? Why we had such a heck of a deep crisis last time in our when we had that recession? It was all about debt. But that was that was that debt was here in the United States. Uh, and it was a lot of housing debt and other kinds of debt. And we, we you know, the, the, the housing debt, which was told the housing market banks were lending money to people that had no intention of ever paying back the loans because they didn't have the money. And the bank knew that, everybody knew that, but they still lent them huge amounts of money with no documentation of income because prices of houses were just going up and they felt and they found a way to sell all that debt to on wall street to the public and then of course when the crash came in the housing market that really exaggerated that problem well these these debt that these this junk debt that these people are putting on now are have doing using the same kind of instruments now it's not nearly to the extent it was before. It's not, but corporate borrowings has gone. Is it? It's about eleven trillion dollars over the last decade, and this is all fueled by the central banks when they lowered interest rates down to zero. It's them. So it's another type of debt bomb out there on a corporate books, not on, not on bank books necessarily, but on the corporations books. That's what happened, and you have zero percent interest rates. You corporations borrow the money; it's free money. Then, but they still got to pay it back at some point. Interesting stuff. Jeff in San Francisco, how you doing? Not bad, sir. You're the wise man. So, what do we do with our money now? The S and P, the Nasdaq, the Dow Jones, all crashing and burning. Now, where do we put our money? What do we do? Well, you, you, you stay want, away from. What the, would you suggest, sir? You stay. <laughs> You stay away from the growth names. Stay away from the growth names. The Fang Sock, Facebook, Apple. You move to more defensive positions. What are defensive positions? Two areas. Utilities and consumer staples. Those two sectors have done the best. And they hold up very well when a market is falling. Uh, Actually, the utilities have gone up about 5% in the last two months where the rest of the market has fallen. So that's a good place to do. Also, a third place that I think might work in 2019 is gold mining stocks. But don't overinvest in them. But I do think that okay. they're finally going to get their, their day in the sun. Finally, after several okay. years of not getting, you know. So 
if the dollar weakens because our economy starts to roll over and starts to show some weakness, uh, or yeah. or foreign economies pick up a little bit in the next couple of years, gold should be a good place to be, and it's defensive in nature. So yeah, yeah. those are th- three areas I could suggest. Just don't overinvest in them. Don't abandon all your growth stocks. Don't abandon them, but you know, try to protect yourself a little bit. Okay. Jeff, okay, I appreciate yeah, the call. Good uh, question. Put money mostly in utilities, and you are right on that one. And number one for me is yeah. EOR, Portland Electric. So seems to be working okay. okay. Good. Yep, I so, think that's a good safe it, place sir. to be. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Consumer staples people are like uh, drug companies. Think of what people buy that they have to have. They have to have it. Drugs. Healthcare. Uh, you know, there's things they have to have. Anyways, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I'm sure you saw the jobs report this morning. You know, that, that I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting because it wasn't as strong as they expected. Monday on Talk, the U.S. has surpassed Russia and Saudi Arabia as the world's largest energy producer. Did you know we were the largest energy producer? Well, we are. Four things to know about the future of U.S. energy. That story is going to be on Monday. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they, too, can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Y-Charts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Y-Charts every day. Y-Charts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. Y-Charts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. Have you visited InvestTalkAcademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278.
888-992-4278. Let's talk to Han Chindra out of Union City. How are you doing, Han Chindra? Good, Steve. Thanks for your help with your uh, commentary on the market in general. Uh, I have a question about the, uh, California Mini Bonds. Uh, ticket symbol for you. Yes. NAC. Okay. Nancy Alpha Charlie, NAC. Okay. Yeah. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Is it a good time to okay. invest in California mini bonds? Okay, this is Nuveen California Quality Municipal Income Bonds. It's a closed-in fund investing in municipal bonds for income exempt from federal federal and California state income tax. So you avoid the income tax. It is paying a 5% yield, 5% yield. And you'll notice that the value of this has gone from about couple of years ago to from about $17 a share to today it's at $12.76. So, and the reason why it's going down in value, Hachindra, is because interest rates have been rising. Okay, now the question is, do you think interest rates are close to being done rising? The best time to buy these kinds of things is when interest rates, the Federal Reserve is, is lowering rates, not increasing, or at least they stop increasing the rates. So you might be a bit early, even though it'll pay a very nice yield of 5.2%. You might be a bit early because the value, as a as the Fed keeps raising rates, probably will go down. But I think the Fed is having some doubts these days. I think they're confused. I think the Fed may start slowing down rate increases finally. And if that happens, yeah. this will work. This will work well. This will work well. So you might be a little early, but it's better to be a little early than being a little late. How's that? Okay. That sounds great. Yeah, and, I, and I don't think these things drop like 10% in a day or anything like that. that doesn't no, happen no, 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 no. No, they, 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 they like trickle that. down. Yeah. yeah, it's a trickle. It's not a drop. It's trickling down or trickling up both ways. But this might be a good spot. This might be a good time if, if you think the Fed. I, I do think the Fed's going to raise rates in December, but that's already built into this already. Everybody knows that. It's already built right. in. But yeah. but maybe yeah. they'll slow down what they say next year. I think they will. I do. Chandra, Matendra, thanks yeah, for calling. I appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, I just want to say that. I just yeah. don't know where else can you get interest-free income, uh, which is 5%, you know. Uh, I just don't know where else can you get It's that. pretty hard. And it's tax-free, double tax-free. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Thanks, Matendra. I appreciate the call. Thank you. 888-99. Charge so the jobs before it came in. And it was a hundred and what a hundred and fifty-five thousand. Well, that was not quite what was expected, right? I mean, the they they expected like a hundred and ninety. That was the expectation. The the average expectation was one hundred ninety thousand. The unemployment rate did not change at three point seven percent. And you believe it or not, one hundred fifty-five thousand. You know how many jobs our economy needs right now to keep everybody employed? How many? New workers come into the system and need job, about sixty to seventy thousand a month. So we're person we produce one hundred fifty five thousand, way more than we need, <coughs> and we have been doing that. That's why the unemployment rate is dropping so low. The problem is the corporations are having trouble finding qualified employees. Also, salaries went up. 
Salaries have been going up, but still, the inflation of salaries is still with real well contained. It's not a problem because this re- week we had also reported productivity, productivity by workers. Now, think about, you had to try to think a little bit more holistic about inflation, okay? Inflation, everybody just thinks, well, the prices are going up. Well, no, inflation is prices going up, wages going up, but also how much productivity do we have? In other words, if we're producing more things and prices are going up, that doesn't mean that inflation is getting out of control because we're producing more things. We're being more productive. Each individual worker is more productive. And that means the quality of life is getting better. There are living standards. And inflation is not out of control. When it gets out of control is when productivity is falling and prices are going up. And that's, that's a much bigger problem. But we don't have that. Now, our productivity is not the best in the world. I think it was up 2.2% or something like that. But it's not bad. And our, have you noticed that our economy is one of the strongest in the world? So you got to, you know, our economy is doing quite well. Uh, but back to the jobs report. So wages went up, a little bit of inflation, inflationary pressure, but nothing to really worry about. And since we only produced 155,000 versus the 190, my thinking is is the Federal Reserve sees this report too. So there's they could say, well, gee, we're not producing as much jobs as we were. Maybe, maybe they'll take a, a pause here after their December rate increase. One of the Federal Reserve uh, presidents from one of the regions even actually suggested that today. So I applaud him. I hope he gets his way when they next meet. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you're making the right choices with your money and your 401k, 403b, and all those other retirement accounts. And if not, we can help you. Be happy to help you with our active 401k program. Uh, so if you're interested, go to investtalk.com, take a look. Now, we still have time to take your questions. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. We are headed into the final trading sessions of 2018. And now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for help with your portfolio. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Steve, good morning. Uh, my name is Dwayne. I'm calling from Cherville, Indiana. Thank you for all the advice you've given thus far. One question I have for you is what happens if we see you talk a lot about a recession starting to occur late next year, possibly. What happens if we start to see this trend? Uh, as far as my 401k, is there anything that I can do with my 401k to make it secure? Is there an option that I have to where I can uh, put those funds into another account? savings account, or what did you suggest that we do to be sure that we, uh, we're we not uh, falling into this recession financially if it were to happen? 
Thank you. I'll look forward to your okay. answer. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Dwayne. I appreciate the question. Um, obviously, you can move. You know, every, I, I'm, I, there's a might be a misunderstanding. When you invest in a 401k, you get to pick the options that you're investing. You get to pick the mutual funds. You get to pick them. You can opt out of them. You can sell those mutual funds and just go to cash if you want to. You don't have to stay invested in the market at all or any. You don't have to stay invested in anything, bonds, stocks, nothing in your 401k. You can go to a money market. Just sell sell everything you have and go to the money market. Now, I'm going to warn you. It's usually not a good idea to do that. This is why. Yes, I think we're going into a recession late next year or the year after, and I think the stock market will probably fall before that happens. But I can't tell you when, and then I can't tell you when to buy back into it. No one can time the market that way. So when I, you hear me talking people that say move into value stocks versus growth stocks, you notice I'm still telling you to stay with the market, but be more defensive in nature. Can you do that in your 401k? Well, it depends on the options they give you. And most of the time, they don't give you enough options to do that. So let's say you sell out today and go to a money market. Now you're not exposed to, market, to stocks at all. When do you get back in? How do you know when to get back in? What most people do, they sell at the bottom and buy at the top. So when you if you sold out today, then you'll wait and you'll wait and wait. Then you'll see the market recession happen, market come down. The market will start to recover and you'll wait a little bit longer. Then it'll recover a little bit more and you'll wait a little bit longer and then a little bit more and you'll wait a little bit longer. And then you'll start to invest a little bit of money. And by the time you get all back in, most of the move has already been made. It's extremely common. So that's why it's never a good idea to get completely out. That's why at the top of the show, we talked about dollar cost averaging. If you're in a 401k and you got lots of years left, probably the best thing you could do, lots of years meaning over 10 years, just keep investing in the market. Don't worry about this next recession of the market. You don't have the skill. I don't, I'm not trying to insult anybody out there, you, but you don't have the skill or the experience on how to try to uh, you know avoid the next collapse. And I, I don't even know how to, there's no way I know how to time the market. I don't try to time it. I just try to use my knowledge and advantage, take advantage of the different sectors of the market and what works best and what economic cycle that we're in. And I'm not always right. I'm all quite often early, but I don't mind being early. But you don't have the luxury like I do of studying this stuff and breathing it and living it and understanding the economy and where it's going and interest rates and what and are we experiencing different uh, warning signs. You don't have that experience, so it's difficult for the average person. Very difficult. Remember, I'm trying to get you to be an above-average investor, but you're never going to be you know super investor because it's that. You know there, that comes along. That's rare. you're talking about Warren Buffett. I can't, I can't do what Warren Buffett does. You know, no one can. It's, it's very, very difficult. And notice he doesn't sell. Now he's got an advantage. He doesn't sell in when, based on what the market or the economy. He doesn't. What he does, he only buys. But he waits. Remember, he has this insurance company that dumps more and more money. He has the most money he's ever had ever. 
sitting in cash. Why is he gathering money? Because he's waiting for the next recession. <laughs> That's how he does it. And then he invests at the depths, in the depths of the recession, he looks for stress situations, for good, solid management, good, solid companies, but under stress. And he goes out and buys them. And then he just holds them forever. He doesn't try to time the market, get out. Not his style. You know, you know he, he, to quote him, how long does he hold stocks? In his mind, he buys stocks to hold forever. Never sell them. Now, don't get me wrong, he does sell. But that's not, his, that not, that's not how he approaches it. He approaches it, I want to own the whole darn company, and it's my company, and I'm keeping it. That's his mental uh, outlook. Buying a company and keeping it, because it has great fundamentals, great management, good future prospects, all those things he's looking for. Okay? I'll stop talking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, buying gift cards that won't go to waste. This has been a problem. We have a billion dollars a year go unused. The gift cards are lost or just wasted or no, everybody forgets they have them, whatever. But there are gift cards you can do that that doesn't really happen to. And buying gift cards for the holidays is the second most popular gift. Did you know that? Second most popular gift. You want to know what the first most popular gift is? Can you guess? Clothes. Clothes is number one. Okay, there's several options that if you want to get a gift card that you can get that won't go to waste. One is called Goal Setter. Goal, G-O-G-O-A-L, Setter, S-E-T-T-R, or Goal Cards. And what these cards do is they're like cash, but they're, they're deposits. You take the card, you go down to the bank, and you deposit that in your savings account. So you don't lose it. You immediately deposit it. It's like a card. But I'm not quite sure exactly how that works, but it's money. It's basically money. But instead of money where someone will just spend it, it's money in the form of a card that gets deposited in a savings account. Okay, donorschoose.org. Donors. And these were for, you can donate. These cards are donations for nonprofits or schools, and you give them to a person. Here's a gift. I gave this to, I gave a gift to your your favorite charity, nonprofit, or school, or particular project, or whatever. So you give that as a gift to somebody that you gave to the nonprofit on their behalf with your money. Not sure how that works, but that's how they said it, described it. And so those are a couple ideas, but you know, you can also, to, so the cards won't get lost, go digital. Don't buy an actual physical card. Buy an e-card or an e-gift card. They're harder to lose. Because you don't, you know, the card doesn't get cut up or lost. You know, it's it's on your it's on your it's on your phone. You know, as a gift, and it's reminding you, hey, you still have this e-gift card you could spend. Doesn't get lost. That might be a good way to do it. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Our Friday program is heading into the final stretch. But we still have about 10 minutes remaining. And remember, please, we keep our anytime listener line open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you can call in now, right now, because we're live, or later, over the weekend, anytime, and leave your question. 
But again, we're live, so give me a call, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, the U.S. has surpassed Russia and Saudi Arabia as the world's largest energy producer. Four things to know about the future of U.S. energy. That story Monday. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Dan from Chicago. I'm calling about a company called Celgene, ticker symbol C-E-L-G. It has a very low PDE ratio. It makes a lot of money, increases its revenue every year. And I currently hold a fairly big position in it, but as you may know, it's been going down fairly consistently. I'm trying to figure out if I should buy more, if I should get out now, or if uh, you think I should just hold on to my current position. I appreciate your show, and I appreciate all your input. Thank you very much. Yeah, the stock, this is Celgene, uh, C-E-L-G, C-E-L-G, everybody. Uh, it's out of Summit, New Jersey. By the way, I used to live in Summit, New Jersey many, 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 many years ago when I first moved to New York from California. Uh, develops therapies to treat cancer, immune inflammatory diseases, and regulating cells, genes, and proteins. Uh, sales have increased 18% the most recent quarter, and all for the last two years, it's the, the it's about 17-18% sales growth per quarter. Earnings are going to go up 18% also this, this year, and then another 18%. That's the estimates. For this year and next year, up 18%. They're going to make $10.36 and it's a $70 stock. Therefore, the PE is 8, right? 7. 7. And the five-year range is 8 to 33. Return equity is 89%. That's huge. Great cash flow. They have a lot of debt. That I want to wonder why that is. They announced uh, uh, results from a phase 3 study just recently. Uh, and uh, it's gonna, I, I don't think it worked out so well or so stock would have popped and it didn't. It looks like it's trying to put a bottom in uh, right around uh, $67 a share, $67.50, somewhere around there. And this is the first bottom. It hasn't been retested yet. So I would not be real anxious to put on more. Uh, it bounced for four or five days in the last, and of course this week it's starting to move down there. But it, I would like to see it get above maybe uh, uh, oh, $75 a share because that means there's been resistance there twice and it finally broke through. Um, this is a, a, a more of a consumer staple stock, which is the kind that you should be looking at because it, it's defensive because they're going to sell their drugs no matter what. I would want to know what happened in this most recent announcement on their phase three drug. Phase three is the final phase before you come out with the drug itself. So if that does well, you know, usually that means the stock really would shoot up. It is a $49 billion company, that billion dollar company. It's big. It does not pay any dividends. So I, if you have a position of 3 to 5% already of your portfolio, I would not add to it. You shouldn't overload on any one stock or any one sector. I would not add to it. But it looks like a pretty strong, financially strong company. You, one other thing is that debt. They have quite a bit of debt. 
and I'm wondering why. You know, why do they have so much debt? If they're making so much money, why are they carrying so much debt? But I do think this is a good price if it holds it. I just wouldn't buy it just yet. I want to see it. I, I'm a show-me kind of guy. I want to see it get a little bit stronger. <coughs> Excuse me. 888-99-CHART, everybody. Now, I want to warn you about uh, scammers out there. Now, not the normal scammers. I'm talking about stock market hustlers. Now, we have had a, a, bear, a bearish kind of market for two months. And I hear in people's voice getting a little bit worried and worried about their 401ks or worried about their investments. And I want to warn you about, you know, uh, people that do the same thing I do for a living that are making promises or giving you statements, how to protect your, protect your money in a down market, how to make money in a down market, how, you know, secrets about this or that. Okay, there is no gimmicks, everybody. There isn't any. There's no time in the market. Please do not buy into that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, they're, 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 you, this is the trick. If you're, if you're worried, don't let people trade on your fears. Convince you because of your fears to do something dramatic or very different. Many times you shouldn't do anything. Anything at all. When the market starts to weaken. Be very careful. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program, and I thank you for your loyal support and, of course, all your questions. I want you to have a great weekend, everybody. Look for my nephew, Dante Pettis. He's on the 49ers. He was up for work Rookie of the Week last week. Anyway, too bad he's on a pretty tough team. Justin will be here on Monday. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.